Alright, hello and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Oh, actually, I guess we should have switched around. We should have said, like, I'm David, and then you said you were Jen, and then Jen would say she was Rob. Oh, well, if we prepared this and tried to do that for the entire episode, that'd be funny, but that'd be a lot of work. I don't oh. think I've got the energy for that tonight. I've had a long day. No. <laughs> I tried to do each other's verbal tics. Yeah. Oh, oh who, man. Who, who, who among you can sound the most Canadian? <laughs> well, well, Sorry. The problem is you don't have a Canadian accent. Yeah. Really, you, you just are more polite than us. It's true. I'm I'm notoriously rude. Yes. All right. So yeah, this is episode sixty of Transformers Rescue Bots. Uh, first aired December thirteenth, twenty fourteen. Uh, written by Brian Holfeld, a frequent Rescue Bots writer. Uh, last seen in these parts, uh, writing too many Cades. Oh, so he gets the nice. cliche episodes. Well, especially since his next episode is the musical episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they covered all the hits. Also, I, I guess then a uh, a writer who is comfortable just doing very human-focused episodes of the show about robots. Yes. Cool. So we open with uh, what appears to be a scene from that show, The Prisoner, where <gasps> we're just playing huge chess. Yes! It should be a big white bubbly ball thing that just comes at them and so, I don't know. Somebody's riding an old timey bicycle? Yes. Lots of just weird psychedelic stuff happening. That was a fun show. Yes. Never seen that. Oh, it's great. Oh, you should. You'd love the costumes at least. Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, it's not like super long. No, it's a British show, so they're like 15 episodes. Yeah. Or I could watch the American remake, which I've heard is bad. Oh, that had, like, what, Jim Caviezel in it or something? Oof. I don't know. I remember the trailers, yeah. and I, I think maybe I started to watch the first episode and just gave up. I want to say Ian McKellen was in it. I'm pretty sure they have it on Pluto TV. It's absolutely something that would be on Pluto. Anyway. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, Chief, uh, the Chief is playing with Chase, and uh, Chase has... Made them too big because I often forget our physical disparity. To be fair, these are honestly pretty large for him, too. Like, this is obviously a giant chess set that he would need to play standing up and walking around, too. Yes. But still, yes. So, meanwhile, uh, Cade has a toothache, and Heatwave is calling him a big baby about it. His dentist can't see him till tomorrow, which is a very... Pre-COVID complaint because now it's like my dentist can't see me until three months from now. Yes. Oh, three months! If only I say as someone who had a dental emergency in summer 2020, it was oh. not great. And then Cody wants uh, Boulder to build him a skate ramp, but Boulder is busy because he's trying to learn to tap dance. It's adorable. Yes. Not successful, but adorable. Yeah. You know, Blades wants to be waxed, but Danny is tired, and he doesn't understand the concept of being tired. He says, I have needs, too, you know. And, you know, the chief says, you know, everybody's just got to walk them on each other's shoes, which... Chief does not understand. 
if they're already foreshadowing. It's like, oh yeah, this is going to be a mind swap episode. Like the first minute of dialogue. Hmm. So you know they they're called over to uh, to uh, Doc Green's lab, and he's in some trouble because uh, gravity is not working. Just, you know, normal Doc Green yeah. stuff. He is wearing an anti gravity patch because he has a device that needs to be uh completed in zero gravity. Which I mean that I hope you are only planning to make one of those. Yeah. Because that's not sustainable long term. But I yes. so like does the patch because I just don't understand if this patch is affecting things that he's handling. <laughs> Maybe it creates. There's like an anti gravity bubble around him. Maybe, maybe that's it. And so anyway, uh, he, Blade suggests that he use his tail rotor. <laughs> yes. Uh, luckily, he was able to get him with an energy suction cup? Question mark. <laughs> Power up and energize. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the doc now knows how a flobster feels. Yes. Flobster call out. So, you know, he's just going to have to do things the old-fashioned way, by which he means he's have to going to go into outer space. <laughs> Yay! Time for space! Space! But they have the, uh, don't forget their space elevator, the Asgard. Yeah, yes. Not just a trip to space, a space-cation. Yes. To have a space picnic. <laughs> so everybody's going to go to space. I guess if they're sending it up, you might as well get your miles out of it. Well, Get not everybody, because, because Graham is all, yeah, no, I already had uh, an adventure on that. I'm going to pass this time. Yes. It's like, you guys have fun up there. Good idea, Graham, because we have an odd we have an odd number of people. This might have gotten real weird if you'd uh, uh, come up there. <laughs> well, it's like that Futurama episode where they, um, they do the mind swap thing, but... I think they have an honor of people, so somebody gets their mind transplanted into Scruffy's uh, <laughs> robotic wash bucket. Oh, isn't that the one that came up with the scientific equation? Yes. The the scientific mind swap equation. Uh-huh. The the bit with the wash bucket is actually incredibly funny. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, Scruffy, the janitor. Yes. Scruffy is the best character. Scruffy's gonna die the way Scruffy lived. <laughs> yep. As he as he turns a page in zero G jugs. Uh, anyway, it turns out the thing is a binary diagnostic link, which will allow doctors to feel what their patients will feel. Yeah, that sounds like a thing no one is going to start using. <laughs> it's a, it sounds like an interesting, possibly good idea, but it's a thing no doctor would want to use. Here, plug well, into this thing that's going to make you feel some pain. I well, wait. I'm, I will feel emotions. No. <laughs> well, well, also, if this episode came out like twenty-five years earlier, they would have made a Bill Clinton joke. <laughs> because Bill Clinton famously feels your pain. Uh, yeah, oh. it's been so long. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I just remember the, the hand pose. They would also mention that uh, he did not inhale. <laughs> something something sacks on Arsenio. Yes. Uh, to anybody under the age of, I don't know, 30, that was just a bunch of gibberish right now. Uh, yep. Yeah. Go take a history class. 
<laughs> yes, please learn learn about historic Americans like Arsenio Hall. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. You can't see, but I'm doing the hand thing. <laughs> Ooh. It's important. That's an important part of it. Anyway, so he, uh, he, you know, they turn off the gravity. They turn on the 2001 music. Because it is, uh, it is in the public domain, everybody. Oh, well. Well, yeah, it's classical music, so yeah. Well, yeah, unlike another piece of music that we'll be hearing sort of a little later. Is it the touch? Sadly, no. Aww. So, you know, he puts a crystal in this thing, but then they are affected by a passing nebula, which... I don't think that's how... This is not how a nebula... That's not how nebulae work. They're properly describing a nebula, but nebula aren't something that just float through, like, a solar system normally. It's cosmic rays. No. A nebula is, like, big enough to contain stars. Yes. It's isn't not this just how, a weather uh, condition in space. Isn't this how Maximum Overdrive started? Oh, uh, no. No, wasn't that a tail of a comet or something? Maybe that, maybe that yeah, was Yeah, I think that was it. Because it was, you know, Halley's Comet was coming, and everybody cared about Halley's Comet all of a sudden. Oh, that's right. But sadly, we did not find out, with the passage of that comet, who made who. <laughs> Or why this uh, Coke machine just called me an asshole. <laughs> or why that truck had a green goblin face on it. Why did they spend the money to get the license for the green goblin? Because it was cool. It would uh, have been cooler if they made a transformer into it. Sadly. Alas. Anyway, so... They've got the Marvel license. Well, yeah, yes, and we're getting light, random licensed vehicles, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Actually, you haven't got one. Jurassic Park was the last one, or was it Dracula? Jurassic Park. Well, unfortunately, that thing cannot happen because there's no longer enough cocaine in the world. After (laughs) Stephen King consumed most of it while directing Maximum Overdrive. Well, also he probably doesn't remember directing it to begin with. Oh, the eighties. I believe it's. I think it's Cujo. He doesn't remember writing. Oh, (laughs) I thought it was Tommy Knockers. Or it might be Tommy Knockers. Or you're both. I can't. It, it, it is definitely one of those because there, one is real and one there's an onion article that preceded him admitting that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so although Tommy Knockers is clearly like a strong addiction metaphor. Ooh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this happens and indeed there is a mind swap. <gasps> I mean, it was either that or everyone gets superpowers. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, 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 they they should not have bought this thing secondhand from Reed Richards. No. It's generally a bad idea. How's the shielding? It's great. You might even say it's fantastic. Cosmic <laughs> rays, no problem. Oh, uh, no problem at all. Recently, there was a Disney thing. Did we get any Fantastic Four news? 
Just that the guy, the WandaVision guy, is directing it. Oh, okay. so so we still don't know who the hell is playing Ben Grimm. Damn it! That's all I we care do about. not. I still I still think it might be Seth Rogen. I and any X Men news? It's not the worst cast. Also, no. Although uh, Sabra, <sighs> who's going to be in the new Captain America movie, is a mutant. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's something. Something. Just seed them on in there. So the the mind swaps are as follows: the chief gets mind swapped with uh, Doc Green. Uh-huh. Two heat wave gets heat wave gets swapped with Cade. Of course, Th- that doesn't change much. Chase gets swapped with Frankie. That's an odd one. Blades gets swapped with Danny, mm-hmm. and Boulder gets swapped with Cody. Which now, means you sometimes have a small child doing a gruff voice. Yeah, so sometimes on cartoons they. Um, they just have, they swap around the voice actors. Which always feels like the lazy option. I mean, that, it's probably the more common option, but it, it's annoying that, it's, oh, a voice actor things, just changes to a different character. It makes things easier to follow, but it yes. doesn't make as much sense logically, because yeah, your, no. like, actual vocal cords are not yeah. changing. You know, we swap minds, and also we swap larynxes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. But apparently this was inspired by the uh, cast teasing each other by imitating each other's characters. Which feels and, like and if you have lots of voice actors and they get to meet each other at the recording studio, that's going to happen over, like, 50 episodes plus. Yeah, then another problem is they couldn't do this with Beast Wars because then you just have a Scott McNeil character swapping with another Scott McNeil character. <laughs> well, yes, that, that would yeah. have been, like, too difficult. And hard at and the then same Scott time. would have to do like Rat Trap doing a Waspinator voice. Although actually, Rat, Rat Trap do did once do a wa- he that did once happen. Yes, <laughs> in um, when he has that fight outside that weird alien bungalow in other voices. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, he doesn't like that. So it's Scott yeah. McNeil as one character imitating another one of his characters. <laughs> yes. Truly, he's the Tatiana Maslany of uh, <laughs> Vancouver-based voice actors. Because there were, there were like at least a couple times a season on Orphan Black, there'd be one scene where one of the clones would have to pretend to be one of the other clones. Well, yes. Nice. It, it's the basic, like, twins have to pretend to be each other thing. You know, right. But I, mean, but, I mean, it was a thing where, you know, she would have to play one of her characters imitating one of her other characters. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. She she really deserved an Emmy, is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so... I should watch that show. So Graham comes up with a, a diagram. Ah, diagram. Haha, <laughs> cute. <laughs> and uh, the, the voice acting in this is all extremely charming. Yeah, it, it's varying degrees of, like, imitation of each other. Like, like some of them are just not as much at impersonating... You know, I was Cody impersonating boulders a little over the top, but fun. I was just mentioning a couple episodes how occasionally it just hits me that the chief is like, you know, long-standing serious voice actor Maurice LaMarche. It's kind of, but just doing like a normal voice, and now he is definitely doing like he's like almost dead on. That is a fantastic Levar Burton. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very good, but it's Lavar Burton doing the, the character of Doc Green, which is slightly different from his regular voice. The, the only problem is it sounds like he's 
put like an edge of British accent in there. There is a bit of. I mean, the dark green is a. He's got a bit of a mid-Atlantic thing going on. Yeah, but but it, it's stronger in the impersonation. Yes, and uh, I, I mean, probably the most charming are the two kids who are doing adult voices. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cody, I think, is younger, so he's just kind of a kid doing, like, a gruff voice. Yeah, which, which works. Yeah. But uh, Frankie doing Chase is delightful. It's so good. Okay, so I just want... She does the deadpan just so well. <laughs> she does that really well, but then also, this means that we get to hear Chase say daddy more than once. And that I'm is just not upsetting. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with it. Especially considering who his partner usually is. Is the daddy. <laughs> oh! Oh, I didn't even take that into account. He's calling Chief Daddy or Chief. He's calling Chief Daddy because Chief is actually Doc Green. (laughs) He is actually Frankie, and it's not okay. No, that's no. The more I think about it, the less. I am online way too much to deal with that. I have been on Twitter yeah. far too much to deal with Daddy is one of those words that's been ruined over the past two years. And also, the, the animators are doing a really good job of translating everybody's body language as well. Yes! Oh, yeah, like when Chase is sitting on a big box, like, kicking his legs like Frankie often yes. does. And, and, I mean, Frankie is just sort of, like, you know, crossing her arms and walking very stiffly. Yes. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it is a hoot in general. Um, also, uh, Kate, and there's not a huge difference between Cade and Heatwave. Yeah, they're, no, like, they're pretty like, similar. Uh, you know, Cade is growling a little more. Yeah. And also, he grabs a fire helmet so he feels more comfortable. And I guess the <laughs> yes. thing is about those two as characters is the problem is that they are too much alike. Yes. So that's why they don't get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did just just the the guy who does Cade has to throw a little bit of gravel at his voice because he's impersonating Steve Bloom. Yes, and then Frankie and Blades are a delight, of course. Yes, Danny and Blades are just amazing, so good. And uh, I believe it's Blades who theorizes that it's just like he, what he saw in a movie with a magic coin. Yes. Which, which, yes. I do not believe that corresponds with any of the many '80s body swap movies. Uh-huh. No, I, isn't there one where where it's like two guys flip a coin in a pool? Uh, well, there's one where two something? guys pee in a pool in the, at the same time. Uh, that, I there was a coin one. There's well, there's Zots, which is a '60s movie. I, it has Jim Backus, and I don't think that it <laughs> Zots. I that don't sounds like it, a 60s movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that it has... Um, but anyway, the, the one is The Change-Up, which is Jason Bateman and um, Ryan Reynolds. And I believe they pee into a fountain at the same oh. time. Okay, that's the one maybe I was thinking of, because I thought that it was a coin in a fountain. Well, there's, there's one where they... There's one where they... I think they are crystal skulls or something. Weird. Oh, although apparently the nineties, apparently the nineteen ninety five TV movie, movie version of Freaky Friday uses magical amulets. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I'm just looking. There's a whole list of these on Wikipedia because of Does course there is. Does that have Danny's voice actor in it? Because <laughs> boy, that <laughs> oh, wow, she has to have been in a body swap movie at some point. Let's see, brain transplant machine. Then again, then again, maybe there aren't that many body swap Christmas movies. So. <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies about body swapping. Oh, here it is, Vice Versa, which is uh, which. Oh my God, on... that's Fred Savage. What? Oh, Isn't Vice that Versa. Fred Savage. Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. Oh my oh. God, yes. Wait, how do they swap? Is that what the skulls? There's a magic skull. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's also got James Hong in it. Oh. Mm. And then I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, what is it? I think it's 18 again. This one with George Burns. Oh, that and, one's horrible. I've seen that one. No. And that's like a car accident or something? Question mark. Yeah, just, no, just the impersonating of George Burns is very, very, very. Oh, yeah, because it's like, it's like a teenage guy doing like, ah, it's me, George Burns. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, that uh, and I guess the one great. that isn't quite a body swap is one of my favorites, All of Me, with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's fun. Oh, that is fan Like, Steve Martin sort of acting as Lily Tomlin, pretending to be Steve Martin. Yeah. Or when he can't control half of his body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great movie. Uh, but yeah, the, for some reason, there was just like a wave of these 80s body swap movies. Yeah, because... It is weird that there's so many movies. It, it's such a sitcom, we need to fill an episode, here's a dumb idea thing. Also, I really like uh, Fred Savage's current career, considering that he was a child actor. Uh, I, You may not want to look in the news about Fred Savage. Uh-oh. Is he canceled oh, no. now? Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, one of or his... Or at least... Uh, Fired. One of his mo- oh. recent things is being like one of the producers on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a show about yes. terrible people. So you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's unfortunate. I will not look that up then, or maybe look that up uh, later. Let's think about other child actors in movies. I finally saw Mean Girls the other week. Huh. Oh, good movie. Uh, speaking Amazingly of uh, Frankie, yes. Yes, Lacey Chabert. It's one of those movies I've heard about forever, but somehow missed watching in the... It came out in the ni- late 90s, right? Early 2000s. It's definitely in the 2000s, because it was, it was in the, the, the Lohan heyday. <laughs> Somewhere in there. It, it was a movie that somehow I completely missed, but had heard about forever, and I finally saw it. I was like, oh, that's really good. And certainly it's full of like t- teen actors who became like very famous. Yes. And and wonderful bus stunts. Oh man, the getting hit with a bus? Fantastic. I, that's one of those things I, I know I'd heard about, but I'd completely forgotten until seeing it happen in the movie. It's like holy shit. Uh also some great Amy Poehler in that movie. Yeah. Playing uh, Rachel McAdams fun mom. The fun mom in quotes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Lacey Chabert may be the funniest one in that movie. She may have the best lines. Oh, she's so good at playing dumb. I mean, I don't think, you know, I, I would say, you know, that it was, you know, somebody else, but I don't think her father, the inventor of toaster, toaster strudel, would approve of me saying otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love toaster I, strudel, but only the apple ones. There might be funnier lines than stuff she says, but she, I think she has the most funny lines. 
I, anyway. All right, so we, we, we've got to stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> I expected that, that that line to come up more in the movie. It only happens like three times, maybe? All right, well, listen, get, uh, you know, get in the microphone, loser. We're going podcasting. <laughs> yeah, lots of memes. So, yeah, so, you know, uh, Doc and, uh, Doc and Frankie, uh, go to the lab to try and figure out how to fix this. Um, Boulder tries to transform, but it doesn't work. So he has to sort of teach Cody to do so. Yes. It turns out you just have to, you just kind of think to yourself, bulldozer. Like it seems like it should be more involved than that, but then again, it's transforming is such a secondhand nature in virtually every Transformers fiction that yeah, it kind of makes sense. But it's weird that Boulder in Cody's body is like grunting like he's a Dragon Ball character powering up before he remembers. (laughs) Oh, I can't transform. I was he was thinking really hard about bulldozers. Also like he's saying like there's something he really wants to do and then he starts grunting and my brain is like, What did you really want to do now that you're a human? (laughs) At last, long have I dreamed of pooping. (laughs) That was my first thought, yes. What is it like? I mean admittedly Boulder being curious about it is a little weird, but like it makes sense for his character. Listen, if you had never pooped, if your entire species did not poop, you'd be curious. Yes. Like the Beyonder. <laughs> I feel a strange fullness. <laughs> oh, and also, uh, Chase, as Frankie has a great line here where uh, he says that uh, the situation is fraught with potential, both disturbing and comic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, uh, Blades is just delighted to be just so close to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been close turns out to he's, the ground uh, before. It feels so safe. And then he's also delighted to, uh, go, to go into Frankie's room, uh, wear a pretty dress, and eat frozen yogurt. <laughs> yes. yeah. Also, I, I like that Heatwave felt a need to put on a hat. He needed a fireman yes. hat. <laughs> so he found a fireman hat. Uh, Cade tells him he's going to need to go to the dentist to, uh, because of that toothache. He says, will it stop the pain? And Cade says, sure, sort of. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Blades and Danny thing is... Get out of my room! So good because it's entertaining. It, it manages to avoid the one really annoying cliched line I expected it was going to be saying Uh-oh. about her overeating. <laughs> no. What, 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 no, as I expect, uh, you'll make me fat. Well, they well don't say that. you'll give me a stomach ache. Yes, that's funnier. He, he does have to work it off, though. Yeah, well, yes, Danny but, does but make him work it off. Managed to completely avoid the "oh, you're enjoying eating, you're going to make me fat" joke. It's like yeah. it's the standard cliche of body swap kind of shit. Yes, but uh, but yes, and, and he's should... enjoying eating the frozen yogurt. And wearing a pretty dress, which I'm a little surprised Frankie owns. I do appreciate that the pretty dress is blades colored. It's it's white with some orange trim. Yes, it is. It's like a got an orange ribbon on. It's like presumably that's why he wanted to wear it. It's like these are my colors. Blades is just so excited to be in her room. He wanted to see what Danny's room was like. (laughs) He couldn't fit in there before. 
Um, anyway, so so Boulder is learning to tap dance, and and Cody's having a great time because he can build this ramp now. Yeah, he doesn't have wimpy little human arms. He can actually build things now. Everybody's and having fun boards, zipping but... around, being vehicles. <laughs> And uh, so he wave ends up going to uh, to Cade's uh, extremely Germanic dentist, Doctor Bieber. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. I think this is. I think I do Uh-oh. because I, he's also drawn to resemble uh, Lawrence Olivier in Marathon Man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which which okay. is a movie in which. Uh, Lawrence Levy plays an escaped war criminal who is the dentist at a concentration camp. <laughs> what? And then dentally tortures uh, Dustin Hoffman. I see. Have you have you not seen like oh. parodies of it where he's saying, "Is it safe? Is it safe?" That's what that's from. I, I mean, yes, I have seen Gremlins. Too. Yes, from, I yes, from Gremlins too. Times. That is, yeah, Marathon Man. I thought great that was movie. just. I I thought that was just a generic dentist reference or. Possibly a reference to little uh, little shop, little shop forest. No, no, no. It is, no, it is specifically referenced because he's asking, "Is it safe?" Because he has come out of hiding in trying to get the diamonds that he's stored up over the years. Okay, that that just makes that reference in Gremlins two way weirder. It was a very popular movie, I guess, and I never heard of it before. Marathon Man, my brain just switches tracks and goes, oh, you're talking about Running Man. Well, he, and the, the deal is that, uh. I was actually thinking Dustin Demolition Hoffman's Man. Dustin character is a marathon runner. See? Well, well no, he didn't say anything about using the three seashells. <laughs> didn't say anything about Taco Bell. Uh, but you may also know the scene, which was parody on Seinfeld and parody on a bunch of things where, like, Zell goes to the Diamond District and, like, he's recognized by, like, this old, late, old Holocaust survivor. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, I've heard of that scene before. I didn't like, know what movie it was from. Zell! But th- he's definitely drawn to resemble that guy. So, yes, Marathon Man reference in wow. uh, in this uh, children's cartoon. Wow. Pretty wild. That is bizarre. Anyway, so, so you know, the team's sort of working things out. And also, of course, uh, Doc is having trouble... <laughs> Doing science because of the chief's stubby fingers. <laughs> chief is like, I know. My stubby fingers. Yes. And also, apparently, uh, Graham has dubbed this the switcheroo effect. Mm. So there we go. Title drop. Yes. And so, mm. unfortunately, there is an emergency. There's a fire near the water tower, and the bots have to go into action... Uh, despite not kind of knowing how their bodies work. Also, when <laughs> when they call them all up, uh, Blades is doing a little dance. <laughs> yes. Not in the way that Boulder is doing a dance, just a little, like, wiggly dance. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so, you know, Cody crashes into the water tower. You know, Danny makes the fire worse. Danny also doesn't understand what the problem with flying is until Blades reminds her that there is all this space between you and the ground. And, <laughs> and I believe, is this at the point where they play fake yakety sax? Yes. Yes, when they're causing chaos. And it, it's it's almost the Benny Hill theme, as I remember it. Yes. 
specifically when uh when bold when Cody as Boulder is trying to do some stuff and ends up just like careening right, trying out to make of, like a fire break. Yes, and ends up just sort of careening. Which it is weird. It's like isn't isn't Yakety Sax old enough that it should be public domain? It's not as old as you think it is. Wasn't it from like the twenties or thirties? It is from. I it was from like the six. I mean, Benny Hill is from like the sixties or. Well, Benny 70s. Hill's in the sixties, but they were using an older song. Uh, would you believe it's probably younger than your parents? Uh, 19, what, 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 when 19, is it? Nineteen sixty-three. Okay, he's younger than my parents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was like much older, at least a few decades older than Benny Hill. But I, guess I mean, not. I well, well, Benny the Benny Hill show is from. Is it, it started airing in three. In fact, it started airing in 1955. Uh-huh. Oh. So I what? guess Yakety Sax only was introduced on it later. Uh-huh. Weird. Wild. Yes. Also, Benny Hill's way older than I thought. What the fuck? Well, I think he started on, like, radio. Well, I, I know his career started earlier, but the, but the show... Anyway, so, uh... So, you know, people are trying to discover that, you know, maybe it's not so great being in these different bodies, because, you know, Blades has to work off this, uh, all this food he ate, and Cody can't use the skate ramp he built because he's too big. <laughs> so, but they have found a way to fix everything, you know, they've got to, they've got to go back into space, and this is like their only chance before this nebula is gone, and they're stuck in these bodies forever. They go back into so, the cosmic rays. Or at least they almost do, because they can't find the chief, because it turns out that Doc Green can get down. <laughs> he just wanted to shake it one time. <laughs> there's a, a bit on Space Ghost, where there's a ghost, and he leaves a letter that says, I just wanted to shake it one time, <laughs> signed a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that has stuck with me. That, oh, and that also and storms coming. Oh, and also they may not get to space because uh, this water tower is now collapsing. <laughs> the, the, the rescuing is sort of perfunctory in this episode because there's so much else going on. Yeah, hmm. and but it's it's very important to story things that they go and do some yes. rescuing. The rescuing is more to just like. Give them something to do. I mean, listen, it's, they're the rescue bots. They're by by law, they must have rescuing in the show. By definition, there must be some rescuing, even if the 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 plot has nothing to do with rescuing. Okay, I I, I have sidetracked into a weird Benny Hill rabbit hole trying to figure out. Like, okay, I guess Yakety Sax was written for Benny Hill. But I kind of thought it was. Trying to figure out, like, the, the seasons and things over decades, and, like, there's only three episodes, or six episodes in, like, one decade or something, but in the 70s, there's, it's like, oh, there's 58 episodes, and all of them are in color, except for three episodes, because there was a color strike. <laughs> from no... That sounds like, fake. What the heck? It does! It sounds like a joke that they made up. But apparently, in Britain, there was a strike from television technicians, so they couldn't have color episodes. What? What? Good for them. 
I mean, support the unions, yes, but that is such a weird thing that, like, the episodes don't exist in color. It is weird. Well, also because the BBC is horrible at pe- keeping archives, see everything about see Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah. Speaking of, anyway, of sorry about my digression, random mention of Pluto TV, but there was a uh, they they did some uh, they animated some of those lost Doctor Who episodes that uh, people found audio of, uh, except yes, it just looks like Archer. So it just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's I tried to watch one like I oh I think it's with the Yetis or something, and yeah, it's it's it's. Slightly less animated Archer, the ones I saw. I mean, I just do you want Daleks because that's how you get Daleks. <laughs> it just literally was was like, oh, I didn't know Archer did a Doctor Who season. Honestly, <laughs> they should. They should. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Like, just do a British sci-fi show as a season. Wait, have they not done that? I, I'm way behind on Archer. They did an episode where they were in space, but it wasn't specifically British. It was kind of more alien Star Trek-ish. Uh, no, no, no. We, we, I want a Doctor Who in space with brightly lit corridors and a shitty-looking monster. Although uh, Matt Berry did guest star on that season. Ooh. I have to check that out at some point. Like many other things. Anyway, where are we? Many digressions this episode. Also, Cade was very upset that, or uh, Heatwave was very upset that the dentist put his hand in his mouth. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, it implied like he punched the dentist or something. (laughs) The dentist was very angry with him. The German dentist was very angry with him. Alright, so that, uh, so you know, they go into space, everybody gets switcherooed back. And they're, they're, they, they take some while to realize that, well, like it took them a while to realize I'm now a 20 foot tall robot. <laughs> For comedic effect. Frankie says something to Daddy, except that it's actually her and not Chase, so <laughs> it's not distressing. Yes, yeah, that's weird. Oh God! Which like were the voice actors calling each other "daddy"? <laughs> I mean, you know, you're these things happen. I mean, it's like how most uh, children on like cartoons are voiced by adult women. Well, often, yes. But you it, know, it's you, just you know, you're gonna have uh, uh, what's her name? Saffron Henderson. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, pick Saffron Henderson. Yeah, you're going to have Saffron Henderson calling you daddy all the time. Yeah. She may be older than you at this point, daddy. but she's still calling you that. <laughs> daddy! Yeah. That, that is weird. Good old Gohan. <laughs> so then she's calling Piccolo daddy, and then it's just awkward. Yeah. Mr. Piccolo. Gohan's two dads. Anyway, I was, I was, thinking, I was trying to think of Tara Strong. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Who is, you know, 49, but is definitely calling people much younger than her dad. <laughs> I'm kind of thrown off because I've seen her Twitter account. and Yeah. Yes. Best not to go there. It's not safe for work. Well, no, it is, <laughs> but it's borderline. Damn. Uh, the, the, the thirst is occasionally trapped there. Yes. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that is the episode. This was uh, this one was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it like I I 
this episode, I only have like three lines of notes because it's mostly just, oh, the voice actors are having so much fun. So at the end of it, the voice everyone's actors are having a having a hoot. Everyone's talking about how much how fun this experience was, except Heatwave, who says, "Yeah, it was pretty much terrible." <laughs> because the main experience Heatwave had was putting on a hat and going to the dentist. Whereas Wait, suddenly you have teeth and they hurt. The other that, humans got to go around as cars. At one point, Frankie was excited that she made it up to thirty-five miles an hour. <laughs> so Boulder got to actually dance in a non-giant awkward body and. It was oh, fun for everyone except Heatwave. <laughs> there should have been like a balance out like where Cade has to change his oil. <laughs> and I just like, I don't want to talk about it or something. Oh, this is just disgusting. <laughs> it just won't stop coming out. <laughs> I have to put oh. more of this back? Oh no. Uh, yeah, oh, fun episode. So- I think you managed to get some humor out of, uh, you know, the just two middle-aged dudes swapping bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to, to shake it. <laughs> yeah, Maurice. It was, my, it, was my, it was my last chance to get down. Maurice hmm. LaMarche was doing a really, really good Doc Green voice, so. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, plus there. I mean, he's, I mean, he's off to, I mean, you know. He's a guy who people bring, who, you know, will be brought in to impersonate celebrities. And that was a lot of what he did on, like, The Critic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he did a lot of Orson Welles there, but, uh, I'm pretty sure he did a, a very incredible Al Pacino. <laughs> Wait, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, what luck. There's a French fry stuck in my beard. Oh, man. I think he also did a really good, uh, Al Pacino in, uh, scent of a woman mm-hmm. uh, on that show. Man, I need to rewatch and, that show. Except I don't even and, have time to watch new things that are out now. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm a real sucker for a bad for a Pacino impression. <laughs> I mean, if I mean if it, if Al Pacino ever comes up somehow on this show, look out! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! For some reason. I mean, I mean luckily, I don't think this. Uh, Show's doing a Scarface parody at any point, but you never know. Could happen. I mean... Scar- well, it's a little late for Scarface parodies. They were everywhere for a while. I mean, you would think, but again, they did a Marathon Man bit on this episode, and it's that what? movie is even older. Yeah, yes. Uh, so, yeah, that uh, that does it for this episode. I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner, the the exciting conclusion. Yes, this week on the final episode of Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger, let's go! Ikuzo! Oh. The, the final episode, all, all the rangers come together to fight Emperor Shaddam, the, the, the 16th Emperor of the Gorma. Although, should you count the 15th Emperor, because he was just like a clay doll, pretending to be a person, eh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, people count Ted Cruz as a senator. Yeah. Uh, I, too, am a clay doll pretending to be a person. The, the rangers are fighting with their balls. Shaddam is fighting oh. with his family jewels. <laughs> shooting lasers at each other. This is all dirty. Shaddam almost 
almost says that he's Ko's dad, the White Ranger's dad. Oh, because the White Ranger showed up. For like the past ten episodes since the, the arc with his mom finished, like he's just appears sometimes to fight. So it's, it's, it's like the, they couldn't afford the child actor anymore or something. It's only finally sunk in with me. The Emperor Shaddam is basically like yes. the name of the Emperor from Dune. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. I, I meant to look up why Shaddam was ringing a bell. I guess it was from Dune. Is yeah. Dune big in Japan? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know they love Twin Peaks, which also stars Kyle MacLachlan. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe sideways from that. Well, also because of all the the love of Star Wars, which happens so many times in Sentai, maybe maybe Dune was like a secondary influence. Like, oh, they like Star Wars, which was inspired by Dune. No, somebody read Dune, and then we saw the the, the underpants on Sting. And the... <laughs> alternately, this might what be more at the time that unpleasant sound in response to the underpants on Sting. Well, it's like it, it, it does nothing for me. I'm sorry. It's I mean, amazing. he might also be. Uh, given the time, when was this? What early nineties? Uh, ninety three, I think. Yeah, I guess it's also possible he's named after Saddam Hussein. Oh no! Maybe? Oh no! Could be. Oh no! Anyway, we were all about fake Saddam Husseins at the time. Yeah, I but just watch. No, but this guy's a leather daddy dressed as an egg. I think it's mostly just the the specifically emperor title that makes me think of that. Yes, prop. Anyway, he almost says that, that he's the White Ranger's dad, but he gets interrupted by the other rangers. Like, no, we're going to kick your ass. It's like, oh, th- this boy is never going to find out who his dad is, and you're all trying to murder him. Okay. The, the, then uh, Master Kaku's ghost shows up to tell the rangers, oh, you shouldn't be fighting this fight. Because, like, you have the good chi energy and the Gorma have the bad yo energy and, and they must always, mm. the two be in balance. And it's, like, basically he's, he's explaining you shouldn't fight the dark side because it will always exist or you will exterminate yourselves. Like, the light needs the dark, whatever. And, and the rangers are like, fuck no. <laughs> but they, they get interrupted because the giant floating castle pyramid they're in crashes to the ground because Serpentera has been attacking it. <sighs> and after it crashes, like, the, the the ranger's magical lilai balls that allow them to transform and Shaddam's and earthquake crystal or whatever the fuck it was called, fly up through a hole in the sky and just vanish into the night or day or whatever it is. It, it, like they can't transform anymore, and, and Shaddam's lost his emperor uniform because I guess the uniform went with the crystal he had. Whatever, and the Rangers can't transform, and 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 they're like the Rangers, like okay, this place crumbling, it's crashed. We're getting the fuck out of here, except for the Red Ranger, who's like, no, I have to go kill Shaddam. He's evil. <laughs> I'm not listening to Kaku. I must end this shit. And he does, and, and then they, they encounter each other, and Shaddam's cackling mad at this point, and he pulls out a knife, so there's a knife fight between him and the Red Ranger, which, as traditional heroic stuff, ends with, like, Shaddam trying to stab the Red Ranger, but he gets somehow gets himself stabbed, which is more of a gunfight thing than a knife fight thing. How did you get your heart twisted around that quickly? I mean, I guess the Red Ranger is really good at martial arts, so he turned your wrist around. Anyway... Shaddam stabs himself to death 
And then he starts to fall apart as he crumbles into dust as he is also made of mud. Wait a minute. Sure. The thing in the last episode was he made uh, the the previous emperor, he made Zydos and Gara, his, his Cinebrite sidekicks, out of clay, and they were his puppets. But he is also made out of clay. Who made him out of... Who made who? Who made who? <laughs> Magic. Uh, so that he's, so all the bad guys were made of mud? Were all the Gorma made of mud? How? What? That is strange. Anyway, the, the, the pyramid explodes. The Red Ranger manages to get out and walk off into the sunset to be found by the other rangers. Serpentera just fucks off to the moon again because nobody's fighting because all the Gorma are dead and have turned into piles of clay. I want to just fuck off to the moon right now. <laughs> and then the commercial break for the halftime of the episode happens. Fuck off to the moon, let me <laughs> play among the stars. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it's an Ava reference before Ava. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's the half point of the episode. And then, and then the Rangers sort of meet up after the eye catch, and it's like, oh, we're going to disband for real because there's no one to fight anymore and we can't transform. But we still live in the same town, presumably Tokyo, not actually named Tokyo. And you'll have your hairdresser, and you'll have your pet shop, and you'll have your little noodle shop. And we'll still be friends. We'll hang out. We'll hang out once a month, and, and, and then no one will like actually call each now, other. No, and after like like six months, like one of them is just going to disappear. Oh no! But but it's a it's a nice nice parting of ways, and they've disbanded for real. And and the Red Ranger's kind of sad about that, and then just walks off. It's very touching, and and that's still not the end of the episode. Flash forward fifty years, fifty, fifty, and we get that's not just going to be people with their kids. We get all the these grandkids. actors in kind of goofy. You're cutting ahead of the episode. We get all these actors in goofy old age, old people makeup, oh, including wow. well, Co the little kid. We only see him in a photograph. With a wig and glasses. <laughs> but all the other rangers meet up in their old base in their ridiculous things, holding canes. It's it's played for comedy, these over the top old people. And then the Red Ranger stumbles in, it's like, No, there's a Gorma out there and whacks on the TV and turns it on. And there is in fact a giant Gorma monster stomping in the city. Oh no. What? Come back fifty years later. Cut to outside. The end. Five new people arrive, the same actors, playing different versions of the... Well, they're playing their grandkids as different character types. Like, the Red Ranger is now a nerd, and, and, and the, the the Green Ranger is now a punk. Sure. As the Rangers have trained their family to fight giant monsters in case shit happens again. And they transformed rangers, summoned the Zord. I'm doing the math. Wait, this happens in 2043? Are they going to actually reference this when we get to 2043? Is there going to be a trivia episode in that season that year? <laughs> Everyone will have forgotten. <sighs> now I'm and thinking then, once again of, of that toy that I posted a picture to, of to Twitter that everyone seemed to get a kick out of as well. Of uh, Roy Foker with a 2020 Toyota Supra yes. painted up like a like his Valkyrie, except yes, his his Skull Squadron Valkyrie. Except he died in like 2010 or so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I yes, it was early in the show. It was like in the 
teens. So maybe 2009. Yeah. The point the, the is, he died. Crashes in 2000, I think, or was it 2005? It was 1999 and, when it crashed, oh, and, then and then 10 it takes years them a later, decade to build the city, and then yeah. Yes, the point is yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Yes, he's dead before that car is made, and then. <laughs> If I see that, I will be tempted just for the stupid novelty of it to buy it. Not that I want to give money to Harmony Gold. I would hope to find it on sale, but alas, KB Toys doesn't exist well, anymore to give me ridiculous Go to Target. It was toys. at Target. Maybe. Anyway, where was that? Oh, yes. As the kids are in their Zord. We have a Zord fight. There was no Zord fight last time. Fighting <laughs> the, this. I think it's actually the first monster they fought, just recolored. They painted bits of it blue. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like a new monster. And then the credits are rolling, and, and it's a montage of, like, all the rangers doing cool stuff. And it's like, it's more of a, there's a lot more, like, epilogue in this episode than I'm used to in a lot of Sentai. Like, half the episode is epilogue, plus, like, this montage. And, and as the robot fight's going on, it's it's really cool, but really odd. I mean, they gotta have a robot fight. You can't just not have a robot fight. So just... Squeeze a robot fight in there. Yeah, it's an excuse for a robot fight and a flash forward to their kid. It's fifty years later. I did. I really did not expect that title card. Fifty years later. <laughs> the heck! This was a fun show, but surprising at times. Like this, like wait, what? Which made it that, that that's kind of in a way what I watch Sentai for. It's like the wait, what moments? The, the surprise. <laughs> the WTF. The, the, what the fucks? Because, like, well, not, part of his cultural difference, this is entirely, the writers were fucking around and having fun, because they're writing a children's show. Oh, good. It's like, 50 years later, it's fun. And next week, well, I don't know, maybe I'll take a, a slight break between series, although we're not taking a break from the regular stuff, but yeah, whatever. Next time, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do five man, cause the DVD just arrived, like, last week. Mm. So many man. So many man. Five, five of, of them. them. <laughs> Sorry. Although, uh, well, only three of them are mans, two of them are womans. Two of them? That's pretty good. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, that, that, it, it, pretty good for Sentai. It happens about half the time, I think. Well, because in the early shows, they didn't have... There was just the pink, one woman. Then, what was the first one where they had yellow? Was it? No. I can't remember. Maybe it's Bioman. Mm. But I'm not that positive, and I don't need to Google more things. I'm done with another series. I could put it on a shelf with a growing collection. Nice. And cat, you're on the mouse pad. I can't. That's where the cat goes. All right. Big button. All right. Well, that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more uh, rescue bots. Until then, we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up with help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for the month of September, we will be watching Thor Love and Thunder, since that's finally on streaming. Uh, I forget, mm. has everyone seen it as of now? Because no, we're yes. recording, I think, I next been. week. Okay, so no spoilers in the preview. 
<laughs> I still haven't caught up on She-Hulk. I'm, I'm behind mm. on things I really want to watch. I am so behind on everything in my life right now. It's absurd. Uh, but we will be watching it. It will be exciting. We will have a lot of opinions to have about things, about this woke nonsense that is a Lady Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. Is but we, and we'll- they're letting a, a man be queen now? <laughs> woke nonsense. And we'll, we'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots as uh, we journey to inner space on a bot-tastic voyage. Ooh. Oh, it's an inner space episode. Wow. I, it's been a while since I've seen one of those. Well, remember that is one in G1. Hopefully this one does not involve evil brain impulses. But I love the well, evil brain impulses. <laughs> that was the best part. That and Perceptor. I love anything Perceptor is in. Well, that's that so also Megatron getting drunk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good God, episode. that was such a good episode. <laughs> and by good, I mean terrible, but also good. good. Was, was that a Flint Dill or David Wise or Don Glute episode? Uh, Probably David Wise. feels like one of those guys. I, it's not Glute, because there are any dinosaurs in it. No. Well, admittedly, he wrote all the Dinobot episodes, yes, but he did write a few of the other cliche episodes, I think. Uh, that that Wait, is who, a... Krem Zeke, because that was probably Wise, wasn't it? Yeah. That is a David Wise special. Okay. Which apparently was recycled from a He-Man universe, or from a He-Man episode, and then was recycled oh. again for a Ninja Turtles episode. Right, of course. yes. We did, we did that He-Man episode, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. Day of the Machines. <laughs> Look, if the people paying you aren't going to care, why should you care? Yeah. If your boss isn't going to care, why should you care? Cash rules everything around me. Yes. Well, sometimes uh. your boss does care. And thus, we got Ghostbusters. Well, <laughs> the real Ghostbusters. Uh, sometimes your boss cares too much, and they fire the guy because he sounds like Garfield. Aww. <laughs> Evil and, and they And they don't hire, uh... They don't hire Winston. Ernie Hudson. They don't hire Ernie Hudson because he doesn't sound enough like Ernie Hudson. I think that might have been a money thing, I would feel like. Oh, yeah, I can see that. He might have been too expensive. Then again, like Ernie Hudson was voicing, he was voicing other cartoons at the time, wasn't he? Well, he was on the original Super Friends. He was uh, oh, Cyborg. Right. That's right. Yes. But and I want to watch the movie, so maybe he was rewatch that, 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 point, but, uh, that drove his price up, like winning yeah. an Oscar. All yes, right. And instead, we could afford. Uh, was it Arsenio Hall? Arsenio Hall, yes. Yes, and, and then he became Marshmallow. And later, Dave Coulier. <laughs> Wait, Dave Coulier as Winston? No, he was um, he was Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah. After Bill Murray insisted that they fire Lorenzo Music for sounding too much like Garfield. Well, I mean, ironic. Oh, and and then the future ironies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, speak, speaking of Dave Coulier, because uh, it out. No, uh, Dave Coulier is allegedly the ex-boyfriend Alanis Morissette sung about in You, uh, Oughta, you know. Oughta Know. Oh, yes. wow, that's weird. <laughs> now you know. Do not go to the movies. I mean, I with, can understand it, yes, but it's weird. Uh, both Canadian. Yes. Well, yeah, he's obviously Canadian. I just forget musicians because I don't know as much about music. Anyway, we have a Discord, too. Bye. Yes. yes. 
All right, so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I am going to go reheat some pizza. Ooh. Bye, baby.